0: Welcome to Our Jewish Roots. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. For by it the men of old received divine approval. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. Faith for the Future, our journey with the Patriarchs. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: I'm David Hart.
2: I'm Kirsten Hart.
1: And I am Jeffrey Seif. You ever said, What, who, me, impossible. (laughs) With God, better not say that, right? Ooh,
2: that's one of my favorite verses, though. With God, nothing is impossible. And we see that in the story today, don't we? Yes, we we do. That's good. Babies, it's a baby show.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, Abraham was 99 when this miracle took place. It's in our drama. Let's go there right now.
3: And when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the Almighty God, walk before me, and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, Behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Your name shall no longer be Abram, But thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of nations have I made thee, and I will make thee exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will give unto thee, and thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession and I will be their God. Every male shall be circumcised. As for Sarai, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarai, but Sarah, her name shall be. And I will bless her, and give thee a son also of her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her.
4: Ben me Aviel Yeled, we celebrate the
1: Ah, Louis Shmuel Yeriel The word was in Hebrew, walk before me and do it continually. In chapter 17, that was the word for 99-year-old Abram. He might have said, look, I'm old. How about a wheelchair roll before me? No, walk. Yes, even you, because something good is about to happen. Chalak is the Hebrew to walk, and that term for uh, moving forward by faith is an abiding term in biblical literature. Yeshua, Jesus, spoke of the narrow way, uh, the expression to walk in the Jewish world, to be pious uh, and be religious. It's called halakha, from chalak, which means to walk. And he says, walk before me. L'fonecha, walk before the face, punim. This sounds to me a little more than just going to church for Christmas and Easter and for a wedding and a funeral. I mean, we're talking here about as we make our journey from the womb to the tomb, uh, having our eyes on the Lord. And as you'll see, when we do that, we discover that, yes, he has his eyes on us, and sometimes, It's really remarkable the way he turns things around. Abram is 99 years of age, and uh, uh, Sarah's in close proximity. People don't talk about ladies' ages, but I'm telling you, they're beyond what's going to happen to them. In terms of pregnancy, you just wouldn't think of it. But what happens here? There's a name change. Abram, we're told in verse 5, gets the name changed from Abram, uh, uh, which, you know, Abba, again, the same root uh, for exalted father. He becomes Abraham from Ha'am in Hebrew, the father of the nation. Sarah, uh, later on in verse 15, she's gonna get a name change too. Sarai, you're familiar with that, a Semitic term. Uh, for a, a government facility or a palace, she is going to be Sarah, uh, with the ah uh, at the end, as in princess. Sar is the Hebrew for prince. Sarah is princess. Uh, we're going to see with her being the princess and him being the father of the nation. She's going to bring forth a prince, someone of destiny. Well. That'll come in reasonably short order, but it just seems so unexpected right now. I wanna speak to you about God delivering on the unexpected. I think people give up in life way too soon. I mention that here because when you look at these people, they've, they've run their course by and large. But you know, uh, it's not over for older folk. Sometime people think that, you know, it's the younger folk that have all the goodies and the excitement and the promise for the future. Well, you're gonna hear from my wife about how the Lord orchestrated circumstances in, in our life. You know, I can speak to that in my own agency that when I had opportunity. I was married for 30 years. My wife, Patty, may she rest in peace, went on to her reward. And really, I kind of, sort of came out of nowhere with Barry. Uh, I had had an interest in her, uh, but she was disinclined. So I accepted the rejection. You know, dried my little teary eyes and got on with it and married Patty and had a good life. Before Patty died, she said, "Look, why don't you go back and see what Barry's all about?" And when I did. It was rather unexpected. I didn't dance around it. I just said, look, you know, uh, I'd like to have a conversation with you. I told Barry, I said, when I met you 30-some years ago, that was before Patty and I were together, I said, when I met you, I thought you were the most beautiful woman I ever met inside and out, and I think you're more beautiful now than then, and I'm wondering if we can have a talk. She knew exactly where that was going. And I mention this, I'm not God. But sometimes when God does something, he does it quick, and it affects people's trajectories. I mention that because Abraham and Sarah thought they were somewhere between going, going, and gone, but not so. God wanted to talk to them about faith for the future, and he adjusted them. It wasn't a radical change. It was a name change that was more suited to their destiny. Sometimes people are suited up with the wrong kind of interior dialogue, and they need to change the name. In the Newer Testament, we're told that with conversion comes a new name. We hear that elsewhere in biblical literature, a new name. There's what we think about us, there's the way we understand ourselves, but then we're renamed. And here's a story of people renamed with destiny. Well, this series is all about moving on with faith in God for the future. And note how he adjusts these two, and then he does it. We're not talking about teenagers here. We're talking about people that are of our age. And I mentioned that. I'm 65, Barry's 67. We got married a few years ago. There is hope for the future for those of us that have faith in God for the future. Our resource this week, the Hebrew Names of God cards. This collection includes 12 vibrant, high-quality art cards, each with Old and New Testament connections on the back with scripture and beautifully written devotionals. These art cards can be used for personal reflection, group discussion, or as a beautiful gift for your friend or pastor. For this resource and more, call 1-800-WONDERS or visit us at loveit.com.
0: Our Jewish Roots is more than just a television program. See what you are missing on our social media outlets.
2: On Facebook and Twitter, you'll find our daily Name of God devotional, current news articles, the Bearded Bible Brothers, and more.
0: On our YouTube channel, you'll find Faith Foundations, music, interviews, the Bearded Bible Brothers, and more.
2: Or find everything on our website, levitt.com.
0: We invite you to keep in touch and join us on social media.
2: Abraham and Sarah took this incredible journey of faith into a new land, and the exciting thing is we offer that same adventure to you to take a trip to the Holy Land. We go two two times a year, and, okay, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Name a favorite place.
0: Oh, goodness. I think everybody says this, the Sea of Galilee, when we're on the Jesus boat, it's spectacular. We would love to take you there. We go two times a year, both the spring and the fall. Information you can find right here on levitt.com.
2: Abraham and Sarah experienced miracles in that land, and from our journeys with people, with the pilgrims that go on our tours, I want you to know there are still miracles in the land happening. There's something about getting your feet on that dirt and on that ground in Israel, It's life changing, just as it was life life changing for Abraham and Sarah. Speaking of, let's go back to their story. We're going to see the miracles spoken to both of them, followed by Barry Sife giving us some wonderful insight.
3: And the Lord appeared unto Abraham in the plains of Mamre.
1: קשה לי אתכם, ולהביא לכם אוכל ומיים. שבו בבקשה.
4: אוף השרה אשתך.
1: היא באה אוהב.
4: בעוד שנה יהיה לכם בן. צחקי שרה, כי האושר יהיה גורלו של בנך. הוא אושר לעולם. אבל עושרו יגיע מאמונה ומסבל.
5: <laughs> Sarah laughed. I love this because Sarah was eavesdropping and gets the message she's going to have a child. She was eavesdropping, but God was eavesdropping on her. And this is such a special time for Sarah. When Jeff and I got married, we had a wonderful wedding. And during the wedding ceremony, uh, I circled around him seven times. It's called Sheva Brachot, when the officiant is recalling seven blessings, and the fifth one, and I'll do it in my paraphrase, may she who is barren rejoice exceedingly as she gathers all of her children around her. And as you can see, I just shook my head, shook my hand. I giggled, Jeff giggled, the audience giggled. It was a great highlight to our wedding. And yet, generations passed. We are still extolling Sarah's fruitfulness, not her barrenness. What a great promise. God is full of promises. And I love that word, amen, amen. In Hebrew, it's emunah, and the root is emet, which is the first letter, the middle letter, and the last letter of the Hebrew alphabet, aleph, mem, tav. In John 14, we're told that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, truth. Not only is he the beginning, the first and the last, but he is the beginning, the middle, and the last. He's everything, everything about our faith, is exemplified that he Yeshua is the yes and the amen, amen. Okay, so Barry
2: was mentioning a part in your wedding ceremony about fruitfulness—a little dance, a little. Uh,
1: well, in the, in the Jewish tradition, the bride goes around the uh, the groom a number of times. So mm-hmm. she did that. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Any news? Do you want to share?
1: Oh, about her being pregnant? <laughs> well, she's 67. She hasn't told me yet. <laughs>
2: but that was, a, that was a major thing back then, right? I mean, now we were thrilled to have two boys and happy about that, but there was almost a stigma on women back then if you couldn't carry on the name and produce a son, right?
1: It's construed as a providential affliction, something of a curse, actually, uh, a stigma to be sure.
2: That kind of gave me goosebumps, though, that, that God changed that curse. Can you Ooh, that's
1: good. She went through her life thinking there was something inherently wrong with her, but actually she was the chosen. Isn't that amazing?
2: No, I love that's that. Good. Like, I literally have goosebumps that's from really that. That's really good.
0: Totally. Right now, let's go to our drama where the chosen son has been born.
3: And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken for Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age, at the set time of which God had spoken to him. <laughs>
1: את המילה, את אדם. זו
4: הבטחה שקוימה.
1: למה? מכל האנשים על האדמה, למה הוא בחר בנו? שמו כי
4: אני עדיין לא מאמינה שדבר כזה יכול לקרות. ילדתי לך בן אברהם. בזקנתך ילדתי. אני... כל
1: One of the benefits of being 65 years of age is that that season in life entitles you to lecture every now and again. Begging your indulgence, I need six minutes and I want to speak to you from the scripture about something that I think is supremely important. I'm going to put on my professorial hat, a little more from the head than from the heart, but I Hope it speaks to both of yours. Of course, I don't know where I find you right now, but I know where I find Genesis 21, verse 1. It's a story about a woman, and we're told, Then Adonai, then the Lord, visited Sarah just as he had said. And Adonai did for Sarah just as he had spoken. I wanna to speak to that for a minute. When I think of visiting, it's not like she's in the hospital and visiting hours are from 6 to 8 and he so happens to show up then. Uh, when it says he visited her, we're looking at the Hebrew "pokad," and it's comparable to the word remembrance. It's a different word, zahar. but the point is some people find themselves at a place in life where they're like Jesus, saying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And people carry the sense of dreams lost, realizations not not experienced, hopes not materialized. And for those that find themselves at that place, I wanna tell you, this is the space that that woman occupied. The Lord was gracious to her. Quite frankly, based on other things that I see in the literature, I think her husband, by the way, had faith that kind of carried her along in it, because she was, you know, in all fairness, something of a doubting Thomas. Pregnant, who me, she smiles. Uh, there, there, there's a kind of like a cynicism there. but. Uh, speaking to the dramas, and I love the dramatic vignettes that you pay for that go along with these series, rather than just a talking head giving voice to the literature. And I hope you find me, uh, I do a reasonably good job in so doing, but it's the picture that's worth a thousand words. And the the facial expressions on Sarah, to my way of thinking, are priceless. There's beauty here, there's a moment when the Lord visits her when the Lord remembers her. I think of uh, Jeremiah, chapter 1, verse 12, where we're told that God watches over his word. To neglect it, no. (laughs) To perform it, to give it form and substance, I like that. Similarly, I like it in Psalm, chapter 25, verse 7. Even with the foibles that we have, not because we're wicked, but just because we're weak, some of us feel that success in life, some of us feel that God's will, that his ultimate fulfillment for us is 13 inches away, but the problem is we only have a 12-inch reach, and we can't quite get to it. So what do we do? We give up. I can understand that. We don't give it up. We don't give up because we're wicked. We give up because we're weak, and God understands human weakness. Don't take my word for it. What do I know? In Psalm chapter 25, verse 7, we're told here. Um, David says, "Remember not the sin of my youth, nor my rebellion." or according to your mercy, remember me." And isn't that what we want at the end of the day? Sometimes we can be like Jesus, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He felt it and gave voice to it. You know, he had a human nature, uh, among other things, certainly the divine uh, enclosed therein. Um, God didn't really forsake him, but he's giving voice to the feelings that people have. This series is all about faith for the future, not faith in the future. Some people say, well, I I, I just believe it's all gonna work out. You gotta gotta be optimistic. You gotta be confident. I'm not talking about self-confidence here, though I'd rather see someone have it than not. I'm talking about faith in God, the one who holds the key for the future. You might be waiting for your ship to come in. You don't even see it over the horizon. The net result is that you don't live with anticipation. Let me encourage you, if you're just tuning into this series now, you know, go to our website, find what came before it. And we're midway here. See what comes after it. The name of the game is to build up faith in order that we can experience what David talked about here, what Jeremiah remembered, And what we read in Genesis when we're told that God visited Sarah. He visited her, he can visit you. Have faith in God for the future.
0: Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Visit our website levitt.com for the current and past programs the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store. There, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel please remember, we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you. 28 years ago, we were anticipating the birth of our first son, and we were thinking of names, but I don't think we were thinking like back in the Bible days where they named people for a reason, like Isaac, for example. Yitzhak. There's a reason that they named him that, which means, yes.
2: Well, here's my question. At, as a woman, I'm thinking about what Sarah was feeling when she heard that she's gonna have a baby It says she's laughed. Do you think it was sarcastic, like, okay, I'm gonna have a baby, laughter, or laughter of joy?
1: She's not here to defend herself, <laughs> unfortunately, but I think it's more sarcasm. Just it's so unbelievable.
2: It is. and an, uh, in, in the naming of her son, meaning laughter, there's so much purpose to a name. And then we see in this program also that God gave Sarah and Abraham, Sarai and Abram, new names for their future, for a new future.
1: Yes, indeed. <laughs>
2: a new part of their journey.
1: Yeah, a new identity, which is something that people need, by the way. You know, we, we're pivoting away from an old way of being and an identity that's more congruent with our future.
2: And apparently names are very important yeah. to God.
1: Yes, Yeah. people carry a lot of baggage from the past, from yesteryear, old ways of thinking, you know, pivoting away to a new identity, a new name, a new calling, finishing up life like that, that's the way to do it.
2: It is, and he's still a God of miracles, isn't
1: he? Yes, we're gonna hear more
0: about that in more dramas coming up in our series, more teaching from you and your wonderful wife who will be at this table. It's time to end this
1: program today. Sorry about that, I wish Thanks. he could go on, but we can't as we go now. Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the
0: peace of Jerusalem.
1: One
4: day on a hillside, you will see how much I care as I pay the price of love with love. I loved you for...